Blog Talk Radio. to be hosting the show and happy to be on the show again and I'm ready to talk about Wrestlemania. Fantastic. Uh, we are scheduled to be joined by the, uh, the two other persons who, uh, who typically occupy space on uh, on this program. They have not yet arrived. Surprise, surprise. For anyone who, who has listened to this show before, they know that that is pretty damn commonplace. But uh, luckily I do have my buddy Paul here and we are ready to talk about the big show that just ended uh, a few minutes ago. So, uh, Paul, as we get started, overall impression, what do you think of this WrestleMania? What do you think about it going in, and, and what do you think about it now that it's over? Did it meet your expectations? Was it Did it go above your expectations? What do you think overall about this show? Honestly, it exceeded expectations. The, the card itself looked good on, you know, it looked good that there could be some quality matches. The build was not as great as, you know, you didn't have The Undertaker, you barely had Sting talk, and, you know, the Les- there was no real confrontation between Lesnar and Reigns, and and it was Heyman that was carrying that feud. But matches itself were uh, above that, you know, they were, I'd say they were all at least above three and a half stars. Uh, the main event match actually was something that I was predicting, uh, but how it ended was it was just a very, very good show overall. Solid show overall. Uh, you know, that's the one thing with the WWE. They don't disappoint on the grandest stage of them all. And this year uh, did not. Uh, you know, people were very, a lot of people very worried about what could have been and who could have walked out the champion. But uh, we all got, kind of got surprised. So um, let's want to talk about the main event. <laughs> oh, we can talk about this. We actually have somebody calling in. I don't recognize the number, but I think it could be Rob. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, so let's 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 get him on and find out if this is indeed Rob. Hello, caller. Do you mind identifying yourself? Hey, man. Hello, it's Rob. Yes, I was right. Hey, Rob. Shane and his on his show uh, last week, where he uh, he misdiagnosed me calling in. I I did. Pre- I accurately predicted this is our friend Robbie Z calling in. Uh Paul is with us tonight. Uh Rob, I am actually broadcasting from his uh from his homestead. Cool. How you cool. doing, Rob? Speaking of good Paul. Speaking of uh actively predicting, what do you guys think of my prediction from the last time Paul was on? What was your prediction the last time he was on? Remember I asked Paul a question? And we'll wait and see when we talk about it. I'll point it out. The only, question I you, the only question I remember you asking him was, 
who he thought was more in the page, me or Shane. <laughs> well, now we have to. You uh, share competition with uh, Alondra Blaze and uh, and uh, who else was there on that, that show with tattoos? Whoever that singer was. Yeah. Is Shane on the yeah. line? He's not here yet. Uh, surpri- not surprisingly. But uh, I was just asking Paul, and he was giving his thoughts, so I'll ask you uh, as well, Rob. What do you think about this show overall in terms of what are your expectations going in, and, and, and now, like, did they meet expectations? Did it go above? What do you think of this show, you know, just in general? Uh, I think my, my expectations fell in line with most people's in that. I was a little concerned uh, whether or not they could pull it off. Uh, I think they, they went above and beyond, I think, what was expected or what could have happened, I guess. I think they pulled off a really good show, um, pretty much all throughout. There were some issues I, I, that we can get into later, but um, I think uh, it overperformed. They overperformed, and I think I, I heard Paul mention it when I just called in uh, that in the big stages when they really need to deliver. The WWE seems to keep being able to do that, and it just makes it a little bit frustrating because you keep wondering the rest of the year, like why aren't they doing this, you know, more often. Um, maybe they just got lucky and they pull it off when they really have to. But I thought uh, it was a great show all around. Uh, I don't think there were many uh, low points, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll get to more detail specifically. But what about you, Chris? What'd you think? You know, I'm definitely uh, on the same wavelength with you. Uh, I definitely went in with some concerns. I thought the build to this show is uh, pretty pretty lackluster. I was worried this was going to be. Uh, one of the poorer WrestleManias, I thought on paper we could see a lot of good matches, and that's what I was kind of hoping for because the build wasn't moving it up, living up to the hype. But uh, the matches definitely delivered. I really, I agree with you. I don't think I think there were very few low points on this uh, card, and a lot of high points, and a lot of um, matches that over delivered as far as the, my expectations. And uh, very happy. I think the I think you know obviously we're going to talk about. It. I think the the way they ended the show was a strong ending. And in, in a lot of ways, saved the the pay per view because as good as it was up to that point, I think if you had left it with that sour taste in your mouth uh, at the end of the show, would have you know would have changed. You might have at least had somewhat of an effect on on my view of it. So, but I, I like the way they went, and we're obviously going to get into that. Good show, really good show. Um, you know, I went to WrestleMania 29. I wish it was as good as the last two WrestleManias that uh, that we've gotten. So. Well, you know what I think the other thing is, is they gave each match time. And, you know, when you have a three-hour Raw, you can think, well, maybe some of these matches with the build can get some time. But, they, you know, matches are five to seven minutes, you know. Some matches are two-minute squashes. These matches, everyone from top to bottom got its due time. And no match seemed rushed. No match seemed overdrawn, really, either. Um, I think they gave each match the right amount of time to build all the competitors, give everybody a little bit of offense in, and tell the story that needed to be told. Uh, the last, you know, I think I was looking at the clock. It, the last match I think only got, you know, it was uh, 10.40 by the time uh, the main event actually started. And then, you know, like, wait, is this thing only going to get like 10, 12 minutes? It actually finished just shy of 11 o'clock. So, you know, that match even got its time, too, with uh you know, with the cash in at the end. So, so let's see. I'll give it uh, Paul since we're since you're a special guest tonight. I will give you the options. Do would you like to run the card 
from beginning to end, or do you want to go backwards and start with the main event first? Well, let's let's actually start with the main event first. I think I think that's where we're going to be talking. That that's one of the matches I think we'll have a lot to talk about. So let's start with that. Um, you know, it, it started like SummerSlam. You know, you 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 saw Lesnar dominate for just about eighty-five percent of the match, uh, hitting German suplexes. You know, hitting his moves, and even when Reigns actually did hit a move or two, just not really going down. The only thing you worried about, you know, Chris, I know we were talking about this during the match, is that Reigns is going to come back and win somehow, and it's just going to end poorly. Um, you know, you, you worried about how, how they would finish a match like that if, you know, you don't add a third competitor, which, which you know, a couple minutes left in the show, Seth Rollins comes in, cashes in. To the surprise and to the delight of it seems like a lot of, uh, a lot of the fans were very, very positive on their feet for the cash-in. Um, to make a you know a real WrestleMania moment, <clears throat> excuse me, as no one is uh, cashed in at WrestleMania, uh, Rollins being the first. Well, what would you think? Now, the question I asked you, Paul, last time we were on the air was if it was possible to cash in during an ongoing match. Do you remember me asking and I, that? And I think I said you could, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure because no one had done it. Um, and as you say, it makes it makes a, a match into a triple threat match, and that's what we got. <clears throat> so I think it was um, a smart move, uh, having him having Lesnar not lose, obviously, correct, uh, not getting pinned. Uh, I thought that they did a really good job of making us think that that Reigns is going to win, um, and that's a testament to both him, shocking Chris, I know. Uh, and also Lesnar, because um, right from the beginning, um, Lesnar, it looked like Lesnar was legit throwing him around and, you know, being physical with him. And uh, it looked like Reigns was doing the same thing, too. I think Reigns busted up his cheek, he busted up his mouth, and he busted up his lip or mm-hmm. nose. Um, they made it really believable, you know, which is very hard to do. Um, I didn't think, I thought Reigns was a little weird, um, too much with the Superman uh, logo on his chest. Um, if Shane was here. I'm sure he has something to say about it. But that the logo on his chest kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I, it actually made me think more and more that maybe they'd actually uh, have him win. Um, and then uh, flash forward to the Randy Orton match uh, when Reigns came uh, when Rollins came out with the gold trim on his uh, wrestling uh, tights, and also JJ Security had gold belts. I thought that was kind of like a little Easter egg um, showing that Rollins wouldn't cash in. I kind of actually in my notes here, I have a possible Rollins cash in uh, for his X-Men uh, suit and the changing security ties. So hmm. that's a good I was happy Rollins cash in. I thought his performance in, the, in, the, in his previous match was great, which we'll get to. Um, I thought, you know, he showed actual real... Uh, Real happiness when when he had the belt. I think the crowd, like you said, reacted positively. Um, so let him feud with you know uh, people while Lesnar is away, or if Lesnar doesn't come back right away, um, it also makes it easier for uh, Reigns to get kind of a, a bigger build. I thought he he was pretty good in the match. Um, he took a beating. He made it look believable. He sold well. Uh, his timing was on. Um, now, the question of the night, Chris, do you think Reigns uh, underperformed, overperformed, 
Did you did you like the match? Did you like his work? And what do you think about the match in general? Oh, I think I think the I think the I think the main event was very good. It was a great it was a great match. I think I think my opinion of it, to be honest, is is tempered by the fact that Reigns didn't win. I think if he won, I would have a di- you know a different, slightly different uh, opinion on it. I mean, I think I would still probably have said it was a good match, but I think it would have left, like I said, a bad taste in my mouth. I wouldn't have been happy about it because I didn't think he should win. Um, wh- I mean, look, Reigns did fine. He did a good job, uh, but that that match was all Lesnar. Uh, the greatness of that match was up until Rollins got there, especially was Lesnar and his uh, what he was doing with his his facials and his. Just everything he was doing, and like uh, for most of that match, Ranger was just uh, a stunt bag. Basically, he was just a you know like a, a, a crash test dummy, which is fine. And and I think that's a good way they should have went with Reigns in this uh, in this uh, scenario because I think if they had any chance of getting him over uh, or getting some sympathy for him as a babyface, I think the the best way for them to accomplish that was to really just have him get his ass kicked uh, for most yeah, of the match. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the build the build of the underdog. Right. At least as much as you can do an underdog story with Reigns. I mean, he's not much of an underdog, but, but yeah, no, so, I mean, it was good. I was happy with his performance, especially given his limited, you know, in-ring experience and, uh, and skill, quite frankly, but, 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 but he did good. He overperformed as far as what I expected. Not, he still wasn't, you know, super fantastic, but he overperformed what I expected. Lesnar was the star. He did a fantastic job. And then when uh, when Rollins came in, uh, you know, like, it was very good. He did well, obviously, with high drama throughout the whole match. Uh, they definitely made it seem that uh, Reigns was going to pull it out. And when they when they pulled the 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 Rob special by having the turning it into a triple threat match, that was uh, that was very good. And I love that. I definitely love that they decided to pin Reigns rather than Lesnar. I think that was a smart move. Now that it's, uh, especially they probably had that, that that finish mapped out, but if if Lesnar hadn't re-signed, you know, he might have been the one that got pinned. But I'm glad that, uh, that yeah. they did it with Reigns. Just just this very satisfying uh, main event, I think. But yeah. Another thing to say about Lesnar was that uh, what he did in the match, like maybe just getting even hit in the first minute, maybe they had. They had an agreement, like, listen, hit me, you know, hard, you know, you can, it's okay, I can take a punch. Um, he also busted himself open the hard way against the ring post, which was uh, added, I guess, drama to the match uh, in the right way. So I agree with you what you said about Lesnar kind of carrying the match, but that's what the uh, the good, good wrestlers do, I guess. It was, no, it was no, the right, right amount of blood, I would say. You know, you don't see it very often, but, you you know, I think it was, it was used wisely in this match it sold the match a little bit more and it, it it was just a good main event for wrestlemania it had a big fight feel lesnar is the an attraction you know you know one of the few attractions they have so good ending and i think this is this was the only ending outside of lesnar retaining but that would just killed all of reigns's momentum but the way this is i think the only ending you could go forward and say you know, it makes everybody happy and want to see what happens next because you can do. There's a lot of things you can do with Reigns. There's a lot of things you can do with Lesnar. There's a lot of things you can do with Rollins now, and you can throw a lot more people into the mix. Uh, with you know, with just Lesnar having the title, who's you know, the question is who's going to take it off of him. Uh, yeah, let but, me one second. I want to continue this conversation, but let me just cut in one second. We have a uh, somebody else on the line. Uh, it could be Shane. I don't recognize this number either. So it could be Shane. Let's find out if it is Shane or if it is someone else. 
Uh, hello, uh, 504, you are on the air. Tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Yo, this is Brandon from New Orleans, a.k.a. Rex or ATM. Uh, not Shane. Sorry. That's all right, man. No, we're, ha- we're happy you're not Shane. Yeah, but pretty much I've been listening to what you guys have been saying, and, um, you know, it, uh, Manny was here last year, and I thought it wasn't going to be – I'm not saying this Manny had topped it. I mean, how, how do you guys feel? Well, I think last uh, year everything went think, right, you know. Last year everything um, went right think, and kind of was in a nice package and everyone got what they really wanted uh, when they didn't think it could happen. So it's a little bit kind of different from this year where this year everyone was kind of hoping something doesn't happen and it didn't happen, so you get that payoff. But last year it was like everyone was hoping something could happen, not believing it's actually yeah. going to happen. And then yeah, you last year I think it was, was pretty much last year was pretty much the Daniel Bryan story. It was yes, well, <laughs> Yeah, if if you want to say that. But I was pleasantly surprised. I I think we all were and I think I think uh just going back to your original question, I think I think what I would say is I think uh probably I would say probably last year was a better WrestleMania as far as build definitely and an ultimate payoff with with you know the the Brian story. But I think uh, maybe when you go top to bottom on the card, that the in-ring action was better on this WrestleMania than last year. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. You had two very good bookended matches with with Brian being in both of them. Plus, the uh, you know, even though it wasn't a good match, just the shock value of Lesnar beating the Undertaker, you got to see that as well, which was a, a, a you know a huge surprise that no one really even saw coming. This rest, like, and I think Chris said it, you know. It, the, up, yeah. This 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 WrestleMania had the full card of just good wrestling matches. You know, it See, that's what you want. That's you want what I felt last year. I was like, you you got the shock of of Taker losing, but this year you actually got a good Taker match. Correct. You know, you, you were very lucky. We we uh, Chris and I we went to uh, WrestleMania 29. And I joked as WrestleMania was 30 was going on. I wish I was at. This, that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30, where you were at. And this year I said the same thing. I'm like, uh, I would have also been, like to have been at this one too, over 29. But, you know, uh, you know, you couldn't go wrong with either or. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely plan on driving uh, to Texas next year. Yeah, you got to, not too long. How, how far along the drive is that? <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see you down there next year where, where we're planning to go down there. But although... I don't know. We kind of jinxed WrestleMania 29, so maybe we shouldn't go down there. <laughs> oh no, no! This Texas is going to be great. That's true. They definitely have to. Uh, they definitely have to go all out for 32 if they're going to fill, you know, 100,000 people in uh, in that stadium like they're uh, hoping exactly, for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, dude. I was going to say uh, they want to break that record. That's a big uh, deal to them. Thanks, you know, thanks for calling, man. I really appreciate it. Is there any, uh, you know, anything else you want to ask, or uh, before uh, before we move on? Uh, no, I just pretty much wanted to call in and uh, say um, I enjoyed the show. You I'm not going to plug my show because um, you know it's not the right place. Um, is there a way I can add you guys though 
on uh, Twitter or Facebook? Oh uh, yeah, sure. You can uh, you can follow uh, you can follow me. Uh, I'm I at IMC Vigilante. Uh, Rob is at uh, at Zanzinator. And Paul, I mean, do you even have a Twitter? No, no. I'm I'm an old man. I I don't have the Twitter, but uh, you know, follow these guys, and you know, they 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 are very knowledgeable of the wrestling business. So, Brennan, do you listen often? For the or call? Is the first time listening. Man, wait, I've talked to you before. I don't know, have you? I've talked to you a long time ago. Maybe, maybe. Well, man, let wait. me... Wait. I don't know if you have. I am had Vigilante. I am C. Vigilante. Close up. You might have. You definitely might have. Who knows? I am? Yeah, I am C. Vigilante. Or you can just yeah, follow the, the the podcast uh, Twitter handle. Do we have one? <laughs> I'm not aware that we have one. You don't. You, no, y'all don't even have one. Chris, get on that. Oh, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't even have one. All right. Well, you know what? On your advice, we will create one. But in the meantime, you know, thanks for calling and keep listening, man. And feel free to call back anytime. We oh, usually cool. do yeah, our stuff. Send us, send yeah, us a link to your yeah, uh, yeah. Your, your I mean, show at, as a fellow podcaster. You guys do an awesome job. Oh, thanks, man. And I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on the show. Ah, dude, and if you're doing a podcast, man, go ahead, plug away. Tell 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 the people out there where they can hear you. Uh, my podcast is the Rexplex, uh, RantEMRadio.com, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. The Rexplex, something a little different, but uh, fun. Pretty much right, the only, we'll check it out. The only decent podcast oh, from New Orleans. Awesome, man. I will definitely be checking you out, and thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Thank, thanks for having me on the show, man. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care. Y'all have a good night. You too. That was fun, guys. Yeah. People listening to us all over the country. So good, that's a good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing up worldwide. He's one of our four listeners. Good to know. <laughs> I'll definitely be checking out his podcast next, though. And definitely you guys should, too, anyone out there listening. So uh, moving on from that main event, that very uh, awesome main event, I guess let's move on to the uh, the co-main, which was Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, good, you know, uh, well, you know what, I'll, I'll throw it to uh, Rob first. Why don't you give us your thoughts on uh, this match? Uh, I thought it was a really good job leading up to Mania of Bray Wyatt basically selling a match by himself and talking to a ghost. Um, I think expectations for this match were a little different than they were, maybe than they would have been only because of the way the match with Lesnar went down last year. I said before, while I think it worked out storyline-wise, like I'm not, I'm fine with him having beaten the streak. Um, the fact that they put him in with such a physical uh, wrestler last year, uh, had him rethink it, and it showed in the way they kind of worked the match. Um, Taker looked good, uh, but it was obviously like they colored his hair and they put a pan on him. Um, he looked, either he did a really good job of selling how tired he was, or he looked really tired at points, 
uh, in the match, which you can't blame him for. Uh, if it's going to be one of his last few matches, I think it was a good one for him. Um, I thought the announced team was dead during this match for a lot of it. Uh, probably because of the pacing. It was like, you know, deliberate, slow, kind of a brawl. I thought that uh, Wyatt did a serviceable job. Um, Storyline-wise, even though Wyatt carried it, I guess he did all the talking. I mean, Taker really didn't say anything uh, throughout this entire feud, uh, other than, I guess, you know, the, squ- the, the script appearing on the Jumbotron, the Titantron. And there's no real, like, direction of the storyline going anywhere else. I'm assuming it's over until next year. Um, uh, yeah, I assume so. I don't, I don't see this going on. But uh, let me ask you this uh, before we move on to Paul. Uh, Rob, you, you mentioned him, uh, The Undertaker, looking tired. Uh, do you think that he was really uh, tired, or do you think that was kind of the story they were telling, that, like, uh-oh, maybe he uh, has lost a step, well, you know, last year wasn't, wasn't a fluke? No, I didn't just think he was tired. Like, the guy's old. I mean, no, 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 no disrespect, but he looked very winded. You know, he didn't look, he definitely looked, he didn't look as bad as he looked last year because it was, and I mean, now he was hurt during, um, yeah. All right. What do you think, Paul? What do you think? I know you in, in in our pool, a little betting pool that we had going. You incorrectly picked Bray Wyatt, although later regretted that pick. I, I think I regretted it the second I uh, I made the pick. I was like, I I, I think I'm wrong. And uh, no, the Undertaker looked. You know, he, he came back and looked good. But he's again, it, 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 he's not facing a, a brute that is Brock Lesnar. You know, Wyatt is, is a technical, you know, a wrestler that could, you know, you, you trust to put him in there to sort of protect the Undertaker. Um, I, he looked fine. You know, this is how he probably should have looked the last match against uh, against Lesnar. But the match was fine. It was it was serviceable. It put, it put the Undertaker back over. Um, you know, you know, you, you know, you think he's 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 dead and gone after that the beating he took and the concussion he had against Lesnar. He comes back. Actually, looks. Fairly solid. He did look a little winded. I agree with you there. Um, you know, it's funny. And now you have Bray Wyatt, who's 0-2 against WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, losing to two of the biggest superstars at WrestleMania, losing to Cena and losing to The Undertaker. Um, so again, to go heavy hashing last year, I don't think he should have lost to Cena, but that's a whole other story. It was a decent match. It told a good story. Uh, you know, we'll see what The Undertaker does if he's back again, if he shows up maybe tomorrow night on Raw. You know, how many more appearances does he have, or is he... Does he fade away until next year's WrestleMania? We'll see about that. What do you think, Chris? Do you think how do you think the uh, the Undertaker makes another appearance? Does he make an appearance on Raw? Does he, does he appear at somehow Extreme Rules? You know, what what does he do? When's the next time we see the Undertaker? Oh, I think I think we probably do see him on Raw tomorrow night. Um, I don't expect to see him really after that. Um, you know, maybe till next year. Uh, I don't think. You know, there's always that hope that maybe he'll do SummerSlam, but I I, I don't think so. Um, I think the match itself was, you know, again, good match. Uh, better, definitely better than last year with him uh, when he was concussed at the beginning of the match. Not to the level of, you know, the Undertaker, Punk, or, or Michaels, or, or anything like that, but but still very good. Um, but, like, you know, uh, it was nice to see him back. Uh, it was a feel-good moment to see him get a win uh, after losing last year. But, you know, this is one of those matches where I thought, you know, like I said from the beginning, that I didn't think uh, it was going to be good either way. N- not because it wasn't going to be a good match, but rather because 
I, I don't feel you gain anything by no matter how they were going to end this match because, you know, I've said it before, either you would have had The Undertaker lose two in a row or you'd have Bray Wyatt go 0-2 at WrestleMania and lose another big match. And in this case, against a guy who's, you know, 50 years old who can only wrestle once a year. So, so it has, you know, it's, it's good and it's bad. Uh, but, you know, in the end, uh, it was still a good match uh, on what was, as we said, a, a strong card. So uh, let's move on from there. Looks like we temporarily lost Rob. Hopefully he'll call back uh, in, in, in a minute. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the the next match, uh, and let's uh, let's 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 not uh, let's try not to take too long with these because uh, poor Paul, I don't want to keep him up uh, all night here. But uh, it was John Cena versus Rusev for the United States title. Um, I uh, I mean this match this match also uh, a very good match. Uh, you know, pretty good uh, pacing on the match. Uh, you know, it was it, it, it built to that to that crescendo uh, uh, well. But I'll say this: uh, one, obviously, I'm disappointed in the result because another year of John Cena, you know, being a an up and coming heel at uh, WrestleMania. And I think overall, while this match was good, uh, like I said, it was good, uh, good pace and 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 uh, some you know some strong some you know some strong you know relatively strong wrestling especially given who's in there um not as good as a fast lane match uh so uh before we throw really? uh to, yeah no i thought i thought the fast lane match was better i don't know maybe it was just my opinion but before we move on uh before i throw it to you guys it looks like we've finally been joined by shane so let me just uh get him in on the conversation if it is indeed shane shane are you with us yeah it's shane from the 631 all right, he is, he is in. So before we tag you into the conversation, uh, I will throw it to Paul first to give us his thoughts on John Cena versus Russo. That's where we are right now, Shane. Sorry, you missed the first. You missed you missed the main event and you missed the Taker Wyatt match. But uh, go ahead, Paul, give us a rundown on Cena and Russo. I, I think you said it right. It's good, not great, um, and the fast lane match was much better. I think that the fast lane, it, what what they did at fast lane should have been what they did at WrestleMania. But I guess you want to have the big moment where. You know the big bad Russian gets gets what's coming to him. We also teased some sort of split between Lana and, and Rusev with the you know the ending of the match. Um, it's it's an, it's another day where Cena goes over the, the you know the up and coming uh, heel, and you know I, I'm curious to see what they do with Rusev now where he goes. Uh, but they've given now the mid card you know what they call, quote unquote mid card title the U S title and you know, we'll talk about this a little later with the Intercontinental title, but they've given it to two big names. So let's see how if they put the importance uh, of the U.S. and the Intercontinental titles on a, on a higher plateau because of who's holding them now. And I can see Cena having a, a, a lengthy run with the uh, with the U.S. title, but we'll see with that. The match itself was good, not great. You know, as you said, good pacing. And the ending, you know, sl- slightly predictable, and he hits one AA, and the match is over with, and so is Rusev's uh, Undefeated streak. Yeah, before I throw it to Shane, I want to throw it to you, and I can get you in on the uh, on the show, buddy. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was really surprised and disappointed by that fact that uh, I thought it was going to be a situation where Cena was going to pin him uh, with the AA. That it was going to take multiple AAs, and very uh, surprised and and you know not thrilled with the fact that it only took one. Uh, what about you, Shane? What do you think about this match, buddy? Please grace us with your wisdom and your wit. Um. I thought it was, uh, well, the match was set up, I mean, it, the match was all about the entrances, I guess. 
and the pub <laughs> season before. On a tank. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it somehow I came out of I came out of such pro Russian. I think that uh you know, their policies and their uh you know, are pretty on point and they're leading the world in the right direction that we should be on. But regardless, I thought the match was uh bland and predictable. Uh not too good. I thought that Cena's uh like uh middle rope plancha into a stunner oh, okay. was an interesting botch. Um it was okay. okay. I didn't I didn't guess I didn't think like uh too much of it. Yeah, it was just there. You know, it was kinda of predictable. Uh don't have much to what say about it. Shane, what did you think of the chance during the match? I love the crowd. I thought they were brilliant during this match. They were, they were ch- ch- uh, chanting Rocky Four. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of them. I I heard the Let's Go Lana chant. I didn't catch the Rocky Four chant, but that's the thing. Yeah, they're doing the Ole Ole Ole. I just like how Cena is relentlessly booed. I find it so funny just how bad he gets booed at, at these big events and like any situation. I remember saying on the podcast on Wednesday night that I didn't think this crowd was going to be too smarky. Boy, was I wrong. I was totally wrong. But I thought that I loved how Cena got so incredibly booed. I had a smile as big as uh, the Joker in the dark night on my face. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. What do you think, think, uh, Rob? Um, I thought Rusev seemed to be stepping his game up a little bit. He seemed like he was a lot, like, even the, the pre-match intro and stuff and the entrance, he was really, really pumped up and into it. Uh, it made it believable. You know, he's kind of talking in Russian all the time. Uh, he used a lot of power moves, a couple of new moves, and it looked like the crowd was kind of behind him for a while. Um, the weird thing was, and I, I just figured it out, was that when he was in the STFU, uh, Lana threw a shoe across the ring. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Was she trying to, like, get them disqualified? And then I realized that at the ending when she gets knocked off the apron, uh, she was wearing really high heels. She, she couldn't fall. If she were to fall off the apron wearing heels, she probably would have broken her ankles. So yeah. that was probably just an excuse to get the shoes actually off her feet. So that when she landed from the apron, she didn't, you know, kill her, break up both her legs. But... Um, Yep. That point was actually made by my fiance. She, I, you know, she she's now asleep, but she actually she she was she stayed up and watched WrestleMania. Not a big wrestling fan, but you know, it, you know, thing to me is to sort of watch it. She goes, I think she threw those shoes off so she didn't break her ankle because they were really high. I missed that point. I think Chris, you missed that too. So I, I'll give my fiance a shout out. <laughs> on yeah, the I, I know, I know a lot about that, but that's actually a good so. catch. Yeah. <laughs> I specialize with women's shoes. Yeah, it's true. But other than that, um, I didn't. I, the the match at Fastlane, I fell asleep during actually. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess putting the title on Cena is okay because I think Paul, you mentioned it. You know, they can elevate the those other. T- I mean, I would say if Lesnar had that title now, still had the title, they could still be be elevated a little bit more with uh, Cena and the other other guy having the belt. But uh, I still think it's okay that he has it. You know what? As long as he has his belt, he's not in the, the title picture. So I'm happy in having the the mid card belt. Well said. Well said. So we we I skipped over it. 
uh, before, but uh, maybe we should talk about it now. So we had the in-ring segment uh, where Triple H and Stephanie McMahon come out to announce the attendance uh, at WrestleMania, their annual inflated figure of how many people are actually at WrestleMania. Um, uh, this leads to uh, basically them just trashing the WWE Universe and everything, and this leads to The Rock coming out uh, to confront Triple H. He ends up, you know, running him down, saying, you know, let's 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 fight right now. Stephanie does her whole bitch thing where she emasculates uh, The Rock and slaps him, and this leads him to bring Ronda Rousey into the uh, into the ring for uh, a little altercation. The Rock ends up beating down Triple H a little bit, and. Uh, they do something with Stephanie McMahon when she sort of gives her some kind of weak arm bar uh, Ronda Rousey just to, 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 to pin her arm down, which leads them to running away. I mean, what do you think about this segment? I mean, I think for me the biggest takeaway was I can't believe the UFC was cool with this. Uh, they what definitely you, what were. Yeah, what did you think, Shane? What did you think about this segment in general and that uh, particular point? Oh, I don't think that... Um... I I don't think the UFC's whatever Dana White's gonna say that oh of course you know that was great like that's wonderful they're definitely not alright with that they've uh, they've resisted every chance like every opportunity they ever had with cross promotion to like uh like you know to the point where they don't like really they never like uh you know they don't really like acknowledge that that other organization exists just in like rare instances when they have to give it credit like the i mean the wwe has always been open to i think like the cross promotion but the ufc has never it just sort of harms their brand a little bit in ways that it doesn't harm the ufc to be open to the those sort of cross cross sport um sports ideas um i yeah and they um i i don't know that's just my opinion i don't think I'm looking at Dana White's Twitter right now. It's the first, as you were talking about it, I, and there's actually, he acknowledges it, that he's watching it um, at 3 a.m. in London. But that doesn't, I mean, I don't think they're okay with it at all. That's just my opinion. Um, but the, the bit in general, yeah, I thought it was great, obviously. I love The Rock, you know, and I thought their reaction was really good. So, yeah, stuff. I thought it was good. I, I, I'm all for Ronda Rousey getting involved in, in WWE uh, storylines, with, especially with Stephanie McMahon. I just think they should have went a little bit more uh, all out with it as far as her interaction with Stephanie. That you know that 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 arm that arm you know lock that she did was was pretty weak. And obviously you know she, you don't want to put Stephanie McMahon in a situation where she accidentally breaks her her arm. But but uh, but I thought they should have went a little bit more. A little bit more, you know, out there with it, and really like locked in like a good-looking armbar on her. That would have been a little bit better. But but overall, the the the, the segment was good, and and you know, definitely something that was WrestleMania worthy and uh, and fun. What would you think, uh, Paul? Oh, uh, The Rock was hilarious. Um, it was nice seeing Ronda Rousey. It was a good thing. I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was a little long, just a little yeah. long. Yeah. Not you know not 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 saying the segment was bad. I just felt it was a little long. Just it, it seemed like a little dragged out, but it was still fine. Uh, the Rock was funny as usual. Stephanie, as you said, was just playing the bitch because I think she is one in real life. And honestly, I enjoyed the judo toss that she did to that Ronda Rousey did with Triple H. Uh, it was a solid judo toss on her part. Um, segment was good. 
If it leads to something else, great. If it doesn't, it was a good WrestleMania segment, you know, and a, and a good way to sort of in between the uh, the Cena match and then the Undertaker, as the two co-main events. So um settled the crowd down uh, just enough. Well said. Uh, Rob? I thought Stephanie was great. I thought it was a little long. Um, nothing you guys haven't already said. Uh, I, the point of it going long is that um, there, I mean, this happened after the 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 Rusev Cena match, but before the Rusev Cena match, um, going backwards, there was the Hall of Fame introduction, the women's match, the the, the two musical performances. So I yep. think starting with the musical performances and the women's match and the Hall of Fame. Like that took a long time too. They could have done a lot of that. That stuff took long too. So that the Cena match and then the recap of the matches from the the preview and the Steph chant. Like there was a huge chunk of this WrestleMania where like there wasn't really wrestling. And I, I kind of like, I don't know if at the time people go you know, to the bathroom or go eat up the pizza or you know go do drugs or, or what. But it's just like it was a long time. I thought. Uh, where they could have had maybe another match, you know, an NXT match or something like that. I understand they always want to get that mainstream uh, moment or the mainstream uh, appeal out there and something they can put out and say, oh, look what happened to WrestleMania. But um, for me, I guess it was just kind of like this was the down, boring part of the show for me. Yeah. Well, luckily for you and all of us and anyone listening, we're not going to talk about the musical performances. But uh, but the uh, and let's let's go through the next one you know relatively quickly. We had the uh, the Divas tag. We had the Bellas versus Paige and AJ Lee. Um, I thought this was fine, you know, for especially for a for a Divas match. Uh, you know, it got you know some time, which was good. Uh, you know, it was relatively botch free, um, except for one knee by Brie Bella to Paige that missed by about fucking twenty feet. Uh, but um. But, you know, it, it is what it was. It, it, it wasn't a great match, but it, it, it wasn't a stinker that really took away from an otherwise good WrestleMania either. Uh, Paige and AJ get the win, which is good. Uh, I You know, I hate the Bellas, so I hope they lose every match. And, and I hope they uh, hope their contracts are done soon. But uh, what did you think? Uh, let's go around the, the, the round table. Uh, Shane, what do you think, buddy? Um, yeah, it was... Uh... I don't have much to say. I guess it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty sloppy, actually. I mean, um, and it's just that give Divas a chance things. They, like, whatever. I don't know. Like, the, the, yeah, the whole give Divas a chance campaign and, like, how vocal, like, AJ Lee was on Twitter about, like, women being equal and everything. It, yeah, that's, the, like, wonderful. But, like that match sucked. It was like a botchy mess, and when you compare it to some of the stuff that the women are doing on NXT, it just looks even more awful. So I don't have anything to say about it. I thought it sucked. What about you, Robbie? Yeah, I think it. Uh, I mean, I'm not as harsh as Shane, and I'm not as harsh as you in your uh, examination of the Bellas. But well, you um, love the I thought Bellas. Uh, Bella is your favorite wrestler, right? Yeah, but you don't you don't think uh, she's a good wrestler at all? I think, but well, I agree with the assessment that she's improved, but I don't think that she's improved enough for me to think she's a good wrestler. I think 
there right. are we'll words. Just, we'll save it. We'll uh, save it for another podcast. Yeah, there are words. Four hours on this one. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really have much to say about the match. Paul. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. And it was, it was fine. That you like the give, as, as Shane said, you give give this a chance. You put on a good, you know, you put on a lengthy match. It wasn't like it wasn't given two minutes. It, it was fine for what it was, uh, and you move on from there. Um, that's really all I got to say. <laughs> All right, well, next match uh, was Sting versus Triple H. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about this, but let's, I don't want to be the, I don't want to hop the mic, so to speak, so this time we'll go Rob first. What do you think of Sting versus Triple H in the Battle of uh, WWE? Well, I thought it was funny how they kept saying this is not a battle between WCW and WWE, and then it ended up being a battle between WCW and WWE. Um, the Sting, when he came to the ring, maybe because it was daylight, I don't know, it wasn't so impactful for me. He didn't seem too enthusiastic. He kind of had to, like, remember to get up on the ropes and, and, you know, play to the crowd. Maybe it's because he hasn't been in this this setting in a long time, or maybe ever. Uh, Triple H's entrance was pretty laughable. Um, I I saw those circles on the ground when, like, uh, the wrestlers were coming out, and I was wondering what they were. And then the Terminator started coming up, and then I realized that Triple H was just like a, a Terminator. And then I saw that they raised him in the air for no reason. Um, I understand there was just probably a sponsorship deal and promotion of the movie. Um, I like part-time Triple H. I think his match this year was really good. I thought his match last year with Daniel Bryan was really good. Um, I like when they kind of stick him in here, and I think he was a great choice to actually work with Sting because he's very good at storytelling in the ring, even if it's not a exciting, you know, high-impact, crazy match with a lot of wrestling. Um, he's very good at storytelling and carrying a match. Um, you knew the match would be slow, prodding, safe. Uh, but that being said, it was better than I, definitely better than I thought it would be. Um, the dive coming off the top of this thing was onto a lot of people, but unexpected. I don't think anyone expected to see something like that. Um, and lastly, when DX's music hit, I actually thought it was like uh, Triple H coming out. Um, then I saw Billy Gunn, the Road Dog, and Xbox run down. Michaels, um, right? Yeah. No, I, I thought it was you Michaels. Oh, yeah, but you said Triple H. I'm sorry, HBK. Um, okay, I agree. I thought it, I, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it also. Then the uh, NWO came out, and I marked out a little bit. Um, it was sad to see that these three guys walking down the ramp. You know, they could barely walk. They all had, like, strange gates when they walk. Um, I thought it was cool Triple H doing the crop chop. The, I'm sorry, the crotch chop. Um, even even Hollywood Hogan, I was a little bit happy with because I, I hate Hogan, Hulk Hogan, but I actually kind of like Hollywood Hogan. Um, and then lastly, I don't know, man. Like, didn't Sharpshooter have a problem with? I always thought when he started using it, he didn't really like apply it well. He looked really weird with it, and I think even he kind of fell off of it at one point. And Triple H had a power up. Um, so his performance maybe wasn't so much of an issue. Maybe there at the end, with the stamina of holding in the sharpshooter, I think you tried a little bit too much covering. You know, his bald spot, keep pulling his hair back. Um, but who knows? Maybe him and Triple H can have a. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, him and HBK can have a match for. Uh, you know, people afraid of losing their hair or something like that, like a hair versus hair match. <laughs> Shane, what did you think? Bravo. Um, I thought it was, uh, the, the yeah, I, I thought I really wanted Fla- Ric Flair to come out, 
Um, I don't know why he didn't, like, there with the WCW lineage. I mean, none of it made any sense. Like, the, you know, the Sting and the NWO, they hated each other. He was in the Wolf Pack there for a little bit, but they were just always, like, natural rivals. But yeah. I, I obviously know where they were going with that. Um, I thought Ric Flair should have came up. Like, that's what I was hoping. But otherwise, yeah, I marked out the whole match. I thought it was the best match of the night, really. Uh, as good as The Undertaker looked and as good as that match was, I thought this was the best match of the night. I thought they did it really well. Um, Triple H pulled a really good performance out of Sting. Uh, and he still looked good in the ring. Like you said, I noticed that Scorpion Deathlock looked really rough. I knew, I kind of knew, I just had a feeling Triple H was going to go over just um again again it, it you know the end i i like the match so i'm not complaining but at the end when triple h shook his hand that didn't make sense at all and then he comes out you know a half 30 minutes later and starts saying how much he uh you know how he kicks things ass and he owns thing so just a little inconsistent but didn't matter from the spectacle of what happened Uh, it was a good match, you know, for what you for what you expected for, for one guy who's 56 and another guy who's you know 47. Um, you know, triple, as you said, part-time Triple H is really good. He, you know, he can bring out the best in, in his opponents. And Sting actually, for not being in the ring for a long time, looked all right. You know, you had DX, you had the NWO, you had really what people at the the, the pinnacle of, of WCW versus the WWE. You know, you had all those factions together, so it, it's it's a nostalgia match, and it 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 went over as well as it could. I thought it was a very good match early in the. I was surprised it went on that early, but it was a good match early in the card. Kept the crowd uh, going. Fine match for what it was, and uh, I have a feeling we'll see Sting again put on another match. But pro- again, a, another part timer. We'll come back. He'll have another match somewhere along the line. Good to see the NWO. You know old DX, you know, uh, come down as well. So, decent match. Um, I wouldn't say it was the best match of the show, but it was actually pretty much up, pretty up there. And I agree, I think it was a little better than The Undertaker and uh, Bray. Uh, this match, well, I agree with everything uh, Shane said about uh, inconsistencies. There are definitely a lot of inconsistencies, right? The Triple H handshake, the, um, the fact that you know, with the NWO versus, uh, versus DX thing, especially when we know that, like, Triple H is, like, best buddies with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall doesn't really make uh, much sense uh, in that way. And uh, I also agree that uh, I thought I definitely thought Flair was coming out after Michaels had uh, come out, and he should have. I agree with that also. But with that being said, I thought, um, and, you know, with some spots that weren't so great, like like we said, the uh, the Scorpion Deathlock, um I still thought this match was wildly entertaining uh, as far as a, not not as much of an in-ring product, but just, just overall just really entertaining stuff. Uh, it was a really fun match. Uh, you know, it's really a uh, pretty well, uh, pretty good match in-ring considering, you know, one guy is almost 60. Uh, it, you know, I thought it was actually a pretty good in-ring product. So it's the thing like, yeah, the dive, that was, that was impressive. You know, good, pretty, pretty good pacing. It wasn't as for like I said for the two guys that are in there. It wasn't too slow and plodding, but uh, but yeah, it was more of the sports entertainment thing in this one, and and it worked in this one because I thought the uh, the you know bringing those guys out was definitely you know kind of a mini mark out moment. 
And what led to, you know, what I thought was going to be an okay match to being, you know, exceeding expectations and being one of the uh, more entertaining matches on the card. So we move along, we're moving along to uh, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. That was uh, the next match we uh, we have to cover. So uh, uh, let's see, whose turn is it? Uh, Paul, why don't you go first on this one? Good match, exactly what you thought it was going to be. It was going to be high, you know, a lot of... Spots with with Orton hitting you know his moves of doom. Rollins, I was hoping would hit the Phoenix Splash or attempt to hit the Phoenix Splash. Um, the end of the match, you know, the, the way the, he hit the RKO out of nowhere, you know, countering the curb stomp. Good way to end it. And I, and I, I think I, I think Chris, I mentioned this to you when when it, when he when uh, Rollins lost. I said, well, this sets up for him. You know, it's the formula. You lose, and then you, you, it sets yourself up for cashing in money in the bank later in the night. Um, I think, Rob, you said something about what they were wearing, the gold belts or the trim, the gold trim. I completely missed that, but, you know, some good foreshadowing there as well. Good match for early in the card, exactly what I think you were going to expect from Orton and Rollins uh, at WrestleMania. Rob? I'd say a great match and maybe the match of the night with the uh, Dark Horse candidate. Um, I thought... Um, Rollins just showed again why why he actually does does deserve the belt. You know, I think he might even get cheered going forward, um, unless he has the totally heels out. Um, There's a lot of stuff on his part, like quick backflip counters, the aside moonsault. Uh, a lot of his moves moves and especially his selling, um, top rope top rope work. It reminded me a lot of HBK. Um, Orton too. Uh, he did a crossbody at the top, which is a movie he used to do when he was a lot younger. Uh, I think didn't he didn't uh, Rollins attempt the Phoenix Splash but actually land on his feet? Yes, yeah, and like, yeah. I thought that was even more impressive than hitting the Phoenix Splash. The fact that when Rollins was rolling out of the way while he was in midair, you know, he he switched to actually land on his feet and then roll through it. I mean, that that mm-hmm. that's amazing agility and amazing amazing uh, athletic ability. Uh, really, really impressive. And then going obviously to the finish, which I thought was just you know. Wow. Really, really great because uh, that's that happened right after the counter of that, and that was a great RKO, RKO counter, getting him really high in the air and hitting it. You could see Orton's uh, reaction after he hit it; um, that it, he knew it was a kind of a special moment. Um, I mean, those guys are both so good in the ring. Uh, I don't, a lot of times, Orton is kind of not called boring or something, but when you put him in the ring with someone like that, um, kind of when he was in the ring with Ziggler or maybe even RVD when they're Guys that move pretty fast and kind of smoothly, uh, he gels with guys like that. And uh, I thought it was a good effort from both of them. Shane, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really great match. Um, uh, yeah, I just thought it was two wrestlers that really were able to showcase their talents together in the ring very well. Um, I thought, the yeah, I mean, there's, this was really 2014 to 2015 was really kind of the year of Seth Rollins. I thought in WrestleMania ended like just the way it should have. Like I can't say it. I thought a really great spot was the moonsault to the outside too. How yeah. um, you know, did just a whole bunch of good, um, you know, high kind of flashy moves, but still um, subtle. Just like on how good um, Seth Rollins actually sells everything and uh, so 
Yeah, yeah, he sells everything like DDTs, and and they let, they give him such a good move set, and they let him do stuff, which I think is uh, shows that they one really trust him, you know, and then believe in his athletic ability, and then two that they you know believe in him to be uh, a talent of the future. Right. Yeah. Very safe. But good nonetheless. Yeah. When he when when the shield broke up and when 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 they were together and people were projecting the breakup of the shield, what things were going to do. Everyone said, well, Roman Reigns is the, the archetype that McMahon likes. He's going to be there. Uh, Ambrose could be an excellent heel because he's got that, you know, he's the unstable character. Rollins was one people were unsure about because he's the high flyer, and the high flyers sometimes get lost. But him turning heel and being the one who turns on the shield was immensely important for him because he could be the heel high flyer. He's got a great move set. He's, he's a good talker. And he and he's actually probably the smoothest of the three members of the Shield as a wrestler. So he you know he can be elevated in that respect. Reigns was the greenest, and Ambrose is just just a good brawler. So you actually have the the wrestler, the high flyer, being elevated to the top, and now is actually the WWE, and now is actually the champion, and it actually serves him well. The show, and as you said, it was you know 2014, 2015 was the year of Seth Rollins. I couldn't have said it better myself, Paul. You took a lot of a lot of the same things I was going to say. Um, yeah, I definitely think Superstar of the Year is really Seth Rollins. Uh, he's been the MVP since the breakup of the Shield, and yeah, when you go back and trace the 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 breakup of the Shield or when it was about to happen, yeah, when Seth Rollins was the you know is Seth Rollins going to get lost? And not only has he excelled uh, tremendously uh, since the breakup, but you know he actually is now the first member of the Shield to win a, win the championship. So, so definitely uh, kind of the the opposite of, of of what people were are seeing coming out of that breakup. He, yeah, he's an amazing he's an amazing performer. Uh, the one the one thing early in his career when he first got the WWE and before that when we used to watch him in Ring of Honor. Uh, the one thing that we kind of worried us about him was his ability to, to, to work on the mic, and he's vastly improved in that area. Mm-hmm. He's very well-versed on the mic now. Uh, an amazing in-ring performer, and he's got a good look as well, so he really has a bright future ahead of him. And this match with Randy Orton was was a great match. Uh, you know, one of, if not the best match of the night. Uh, great work by both guys. Uh, you know, really uh, a nice, you know, fast-paced, good spots. Uh, Rollins, when he does turn face, is going to be a money face with with the kind of offense he brings because that high flyer really. Uh, he, he has a lot of. It's amazing he's been able to stay as heel as he is, considering his arsenal. Because those high flyers, when you hit those high flyer moves, usually uh, produces a baby face pop. But uh, he is going to be a money baby face, and this match was very good. The near spots were great, uh, and the. Uh, you know, the eventual uh, RKO. You knew they were going to try to find some innovative way to hit the RKO at the end. You know, Paul and I were predicting if they could time it right, that it would be out of the Phoenix Splash, but the way no they did way. it was actually good. Yeah, the way they did it was just as good, popping up the curb stomp into the RKO. Really great spot for, you know, a really good ending to a really good match, especially considering how early it was on the card. So, uh, definitely, uh, this this is one of the matches I thought would be one of the best matches of the night, and it definitely didn't disappoint. Uh, so, the, the the last match on the, the main card, anyway, uh, was the uh, the Intercontinental title ladder match uh, with, I'm not even going to name all seven guys, with with all the guys that were in it, the, the, the ladder match for all the guys that should be higher on the card but aren't. 
this match was a fantastic match, uh, a fantastic opener. I think this would kind of compete with the Rollins uh, important match to be the match of the night. Uh, you know, just a great ladder match. Uh, some insane spots, uh, particularly I, I thought the obviously the Ambrose uh, power bomb you know, onto the outside ladder was 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 fucking insane. And uh, and I also thought the, um, the 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 superplex from Barrett uh, from the top of the ladder also looked uh, really great. Just uh, you know, a great uh, a great match. Uh, absolutely a fantastic match. And uh, you know, we got what we thought we were going to get, which is Daniel Bryan winning the uh, the IC title. Uh, you know, which is good to have a top guy hold that title. Uh, you know, we want to build prestige to it and kind of jumping ahead with, they seem like they might actually be going in that direction because they had that, uh, that what, I, what I thought was a really good and effective segment where they had Brian kind of be greeted by all the former great IC champions, uh, which I thought was really a strong move and, and, and definitely showed that maybe they are trying to put some prestige behind this belt. But uh, just a great match. Um, really great match that, that I thought had a really good uh, ending and a good payoff. Uh, before we move on, and I want to get your guys' uh, take on this um, on this match as well, we have another caller calling in, so let's get him on the line real quick, uh, and then we will uh, continue with uh, you know your guys' thoughts on this match. Well, right now let's get uh, him or her potentially, I guess, on the on the phone. Uh, five uh, area code five four zero. You're on the air. Please tell us who you are and where you're calling from. My name is John. I'm a male, 24 years old, from Virginia. How are you this evening? Uh, we're just doing good, doing good. Surprised that the main event came with Rollins becoming the champ. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely surprising. Any, I mean, a lot of people were predicting uh, that Rollins would uh, would cash in, but I think uh, even for those people who uh, who were thinking that Rollins would cash in? I think the way they did it, where uh, rather than waiting till the end of the match, he, he came in and made it a triple threat match, was uh, definitely a, a surprising, uh, innovative thing that they hadn't done before. So I think it was, uh, I think it was done really well. What do you think? What do you think about it? Uh, are you happy with it? Are you glad that Rollins cashed in? Uh, what do you think about it? I think he, I think Rollins deserved to cash it in because I've been predicting for weeks now. I've been calling on radio shows. I was predicting for weeks that Rollins was going to cash in. I told all my friends that Rollins was done this guy. Rollins is going to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania or the next night on Raw. I I decided that WrestleMania would be good for him. It definitely was. Uh, He had... Uh, you know, like I said, we said one of, if not the best match on the card, and and you know his his ascent definitely was kind of you know brought to fruition tonight when he cashed in that uh that briefcase. It's a really good night for Seth Rollins, and uh, like I said, a really good ended up being a really good WrestleMania when we I think all of us kind of had our doubts that we might get a stinker. So so uh, you know, good uh, definitely really good. Uh, all right, now let's look at. Sting was in the Triple H. I mean, it was a good match with the uh, New Age Outlaws, with DX and the NWO all coming out to support Triple H and Sting. 
I mean, and then Triple H shakes it, and then Triple H beats Sting with his hand, with his uh, broken sledgehammer that Sting broke. And that, and they shake hands, but now Triple H was being a douchebag again. Just when he thought he was going to turn face, he turns into a douchebag again, and The Rock shows up. And him and Ronda Rosie beat the crap out of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And I don't know about you, but that was an awesome WrestleMania segment. Yeah, no, we talked about it uh, a little earlier. Uh, <laughs> definitely thought it was a good segment. But, uh, Rob, what do you think? Like, again, we kind of touched on this before, but what did you think? One thing we kind of didn't touch on, uh, what do you think about the fact that Triple H went over in that match uh, with Sting and then obviously leading into that kind of inconsistency between the handshake and the and the segment that happened later with The Rock? I think it just boils down to uh, the WCW will never beat the WWE. Uh, especially because they had NWF out there and they had DX. You know, they kept saying, like I mentioned before, this isn't about WCW. Uh, it ended up being about, I mean, even if it wasn't, and they just did it for, you know, uh, pomp and circumstance, it looked like NWO, it looked like WCW versus WWE. So I'm assuming that's the reason why uh, he didn't get the rub, just because they didn't want to have uh, NWO standing in the ring trying to over DX. That's my guess. I don't know. All right. Now let's talk about um, John Cena and Daniel Bryan holding the mid card title. I see Bryan hanging on to the Intercontinental title till like the summer or fall. But as for John Cena as United States Champion, he's probably going to lose the belt to somebody, somebody like an Extreme Rules, and I don't see it being Rusev this time. <laughs> okay, well. Well, uh, before, I'm gonna, Paul, I want to get your uh, opinion on that, but let me ask you this real quick. Um, if you think John Cena is going to drop it uh, quick, who do you, and, it's not gonna, and if you don't think it's going to be Rusev, who, what, you know, what contenders do you see possibly him dropping that to? I guess we should say um, if Sheamus weren't, was he again, or Bad News Barrett, Maybe Bad News Barrett could take the U.S. title. Seeing he's from Europe and all. So kind of continuing with that. Makes sense. Seamus definitely makes sense. Paul, what do you think about um, World War One? About you know Cena dropping it quick to somebody like Seamus, but also the idea of just you know what do you think? Do you think Cena's going to drop that one quick and then Brian will hold his for a while? What do you think about that? I think they're going to have uh, Brian feud with Sheamus. I think that's that seems to be the uh, where they're going to go with this. Unless they go with Ziggler, I don't know. Um, I, I actually probably see if if someone's going to lose it quick, it might be Brian. But I'm not 100 percent sure of that I think I think Brian's going to hold it to at least SummerSlam. I think Cena will hold it to at least SummerSlam too. One or possibly both could lose it then. Uh, you want to keep building up the importance of this title. You know what? What I always liked. They did it. They did it with the U.S. title a long time ago. With the best of seven series with uh, Benoit and Booker T. They did that with the Intercontinental title. Those those make these belts more important. I could see Brian being part of the best of seven series with somebody, be it Sheamus or somebody else. I know they had the uh, best uh, two out of three falls match at Extreme Rules after their WrestleMania 18 second match. 
things like that make the title more important. You want to you want to keep giving. You want to keep building it up. You don't want to just hot potato these these two titles. They're going to hold on to these titles for a while. They're going to show how important they are. Uh, we'll probably have a big moment with Cena tomorrow night, telling how important him holding the U.S. title is and why it's important to him in his career. We already saw that with Brian, uh, with that little segment as Chris you mentioned earlier. That they, you know, with all the former Intercontinental champions, Brian's going to hold on to that title for a while. Um, I don't see Cena losing it at Extreme Rules. I, like I said, I think SummerSlam at the earliest. One or both of them could drop it, but not not before that. Last. Uh... Last thing before I go, Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. I thought this was a pretty good match, but I think it was probably one of the weakest Undertaker matches in WrestleMania history. Um, well, I think, like I said, I think what I like I said, I, I kind of said it earlier. I didn't think it was on the level of uh, CM Punk or or any of the Michaels or Triple H matches against the Undertaker. But uh, I definitely wouldn't call it one of the weakest performances ever. I mean, not only do I think it was a little bit better than Brock last year, but obviously, you know, we can blame that on a potential concussion. But I think when you say that it was one of the worst uh, ever, you're definitely forgetting about some of the earlier ones. You're definitely forgetting about Johnny Gonzalez and uh, Jimmy Snuka and, like, King Kong Bundy and some of those thinkers uh, early on in his career. So I definitely wouldn't say it's one of the worst, but I can definitely agree with you that it wasn't one of the best either. But I thought about a pretty strong match. What do you think, uh, Rob? Now, well, you kind of talked about it already, but what do you think about that? Yeah, okay. And then one more thing before I get off here. Is right, it possible that we could see Undertaker versus Sting at the next WrestleMania? Is it possible? I definitely think it's possible. In fact, I think if, if they're going to do one more WrestleMania match with the Undertaker next year, I think that's the most likely candidate. Uh, what do you think, uh, Paul? Well, actually, they had the uh, commercial for uh, WrestleMania, and they had the under- uh, in, for next year's WrestleMania, and The Undertaker was part of it. So I know you, you yeah. mentioned that when we were watching it, Chris. Um, anything's a possibility. I think that's the match everybody would like to see. I think the two matches with Sting people really want to see is The Undertaker versus Sting and Michaels versus Sting. And, you know, if Michaels, of course, is retired, he probably won't actually have another match, but The Undertaker definitely could, and that would be something that I think everyone would like to see. But again, it's not going to be a four-star match. Very slow plotting matches, both these guys. Very old, look very tired, uh, even after this year with all their conditioning and having, you know, a long time to build up for this match. If anything, I would like, they need to stick it up a little bit because they they need to break a record for the fans if if they uh, want to break the record for the fans, because there's a the Undertaker lives in Texas, and the Undertaker's hometown's in Houston, but he but the next WrestleMania is going to be in Dallas, so they need to break a crowd record for it if they want to see Taker and Sting. And likewise, if anything, I would love to see Undertaker versus Sting in the main event. Sure. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. We got a year to, work, to to think about it. I think I think it's definitely a possibility. Uh, I don't know if it'll mean event, but I think it's definitely a possibility. But uh, anyway, thanks thanks for calling in. You had some great you know great stuff to talk about. Uh, I hope you're you know enjoying the show, and, and please feel free to call again. I will. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Okay, guys. Now going back to that. Um, the IC ladder match. I'm gonna get you. We lost Shane in the middle there somewhere, but uh, 
Hopefully he'll give a he'll, he'll give us a call back. So uh, Raw, since you haven't kind of touched on it at all, what do you think about the IC title ladder match? And uh, like I said, uh, you know, uh, touching on that segment that they had with uh, Brian and the past IC champions, what do you think about all that? I thought it was really good um, that they opened the show with it. Um, I'm sad Shane left because two points I have written down to discuss with him specifically were uh, Dolph Ziggler's hair. <laughs> and uh, Dean sungla- Dean's sunglasses uh, that he wore on his way to the ring. But uh, other than that, some uh, observations. They realize that I'd like to see an Ambrose Harper feud. Um, the bump that uh, Paul met, uh, that you guys mentioned, the power bomb was pretty uh, pretty impressive. Ziggler, I thought, sold the bumps pretty well. You um, said the superplex before you mentioned. Um, I think this was kind of like a a gift to the fans on the half of the WWE, um, whereas like the last match of last year's WrestleMania was him winning the world title. They kind of bookended it here with him winning the Intercontinental title. So, and then right off the bat, it's, you know, kind of, even if they're not going to elevate him to main event level, it kind of appeases the fan base a little bit because you get this WrestleMania moment, you get him triumphant with the belt, you get him, you know, pumping the crowd up and starting off the show. So it's a feel-good story. Um, I think I read somewhere that they were maybe planning on feuding him with Ziggler and Barrett for the next coming months for the title. Um, Paul, you mentioned a uh, a Falls a Falls uh, series match. I think him and Ziggler would be really good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of felt Brian was going to win this, and I picked him because uh, Ziggler pinned him cleanly two weeks in a row, which you know it was kind of weird, but. Uh, that kind of limited belief that, you know, the guys that are always losing before the pay-per-view end up winning it. Um, and then I just liked the ending a lot. I really liked the, uh, him and Ziggler at the top of the, the ladder with the headbutts going back and forth. It reminded me a little bit of New Japan for wrestling at the top of the ladder. Definitely. And it's two guys that, I think two guys that could uh, kind of pull off that spot with those two guys, so... I think this was the match of the night. It opened up the show. It was the right match to open up the show. Uh, Brian getting the win definitely was the nod to the WWE fans, you know, for all that he's gone through. Um, solid match by everybody. Everyone put the, the, the spots, you know, the, you mentioned the power bomb, uh, the suplex, you know, even the headbutts at the end. Right two guys, the last two. Uh, you know, you didn't know who was going to win that little uh, headbutt war. Uh, Brian winning with the was the choice. I was my pick. Chris, that was your pick as well. I know. Good match to st- start the show. Uh, uh, keep the crowd hot. Actually, the opening matches, the first three matches, were really very good. Kept the crowd moving. Um, it plotted off through the middle a little bit and then picked it up towards the end uh, for the entire show I'm talking about. But a good opening match. Uh, right result. Um, that's really all I got to say. All right. Well, gentlemen, moving on quickly to the, the two matches that were on the pre-show. Uh, so the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which got a late bump to the pre-show. Um, I'll start off on this one. Um, I mean, you know, it was, it was a decent uh, battle royal. Uh, you know, they threw out Axel at the beginning of the match, which uh, the crowd wasn't too happy with. But it was, you know, it was definitely funny. And I thought, you know, with Axel, they were either going to have him go a long way or they were going to have do something like that happen. Uh, dumped out at the beginning. Um, you know, you had your mid and mid down moment, which obviously everyone was waiting for and got a big reaction. It was, you know, it was, it was good to see, you know, 
now get his uh, revenge on Miz. Um, not uh, thrilled with uh, the result. And I'm definitely, even if the Big Show's going to win, I'm definitely not thrilled with having him look at Dominic. If he was in that match where he was throwing out guys left and right, I see no reason to continue to make look that strong a 45-year-old dude who is, again, like having his way with the young guys instead of building up the young guys. But, you know, overall it was fine, especially for a pre-show battle. Royal had some good fun spots in it. Uh, well, like I said, I would have not. I wouldn't have Big Show win it, and uh, I would have had Miz that win it. But uh, what do you think, of Paul? Fine for for the for Battle Royal. They had their the good spot. They had Cesaro again. Uh, show his strength. He threw up. He deadlifted Kane over the top rope. Tried to throw the Big Show over again. Uh, this time couldn't do it. The Miz and Miz Dow uh, was one of the big uh, big selling points of the Battle Royal. Surprise, Ryback got eliminated so quickly and so easily by the big show. Um, maybe this was one of those, you know, thanks to your services, uh, gifts from the WWE to the big show winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal since he's, you know, supposedly Andre the Giant's son or that was WCW, I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, as a big man who's been in the business for a long time, at least give him, a, give him an accolade seeing that he's come in second in so many Battle Royals. Um, so... That's it. Fine, fine to see. I don't. I don't think anything's going to go too far with it. And if it does, you know, he's he's just going to do the job to somebody else. Maybe like Ryback uh, at Extreme Rules or down the line. But we'll but we'll see Miz and Miz now. Um, you know that that uh, feud starting. Um, you know, starting Monday. Rob Alberto. Uh, yeah, I mean, Battle Royal on a pre-show. I wouldn't go so far as calling it sloppy, but. Uh, I'd say an average to, to below average battle royal. Last year's it was better. Um, again, the, the the main point was getting storylines across uh, with Miz down, but that's all I really got to say about it. Alrighty then. Well, then wrapping things up as far as matches go, the opening match was the uh, the uh, fatal four-way tag team title match with uh, the Los Matadors, the New Day. The Usos and uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Uh, I thought this was a uh, obviously this, the whole point of this match was kind of just a lot of chaos, uh, which they definitely achieved. But but at the same time, really entertaining little opener. Uh, got the the crowd as they were filing in. They were definitely into it. Uh, some good spots here. Definitely a fast paced match with a lot of uh, back and forth action. With you know, like I said, just a lot of hitting, just like a lot of quick spots, over, you know, over and over again until you got to the end. Um, I think the right team won, that's for sure. And um, I liked the little ending sequence where Cesaro leaped up and tagged the leg of you know either Jimmy or Jay Uso. He was hitting the splash and then uh, got him out and then uh, you know got the pin. I, I liked I like I like the match as a whole. I thought it was a really strong uh, match, especially for a pre-show opener. Uh, Rob, what do you think? I thought it was okay. I thought Cesaro showed uh, his worth in it. Like you said, with the tag, the timing, um, the moves he did. I, I thought it was cool. For what it was. Yeah, no, like I said, yeah, it was It was good for what it was and definitely the right team won. But uh, what would you think, Paul? Correct. Right team won. A lot of high spots. I think that's what you're looking for, especially a pre-show match that the crowd's starting to get ready for, for WrestleMania. You had, a, you know, the double electric chair suplex was a high spot. Good, good finish, as we all said, right team one. Yeah, 
All right. Well, that, that about wraps up our coverage of uh, of the matches themselves. Uh, before we we take off for the night, uh, do, let's do, let's get some final thoughts uh, on the pay per view. Uh, before you know, like I said, we head off into the sunset. So, uh, Paul, final thoughts, friend of the show. What do you think? Final thoughts on the show. I, I was worried about WrestleMania coming into it. I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I really enjoyed it. It kept me on the edge of my seat. A lot of, you know, matches, as I said before, matches got its time. All, all the matches got their time, able to to go through their paces. Good, you know, good ending to, to the main event. Uh, surprising. Good show overall, and it, it rivaled WrestleMania 30. You know, one of the callers mentioned that before. Very happy with it. I'm excited to see what they do tomorrow night. Well said, my friend. Rob, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, just echoing what Paul said and what we said at the beginning of the show, just, um, you know, beat my expectations, was thoroughly entertaining. Uh, again, like Paul said, kind of lulled in the middle for a lot. Um, but the action, you know, you guys know me by now. It's like, well, I like good in-ring action. You know, if there's stupid bullshit that on the side, you know, I don't have to watch it, but um, what I do want to watch and when it's good and maybe actually try and, and, and let the people go, you have a really good product, and I thought it showed tonight. Uh, so hopefully, I like the direction where they're going. Uh, I'm happy Lesnar's staying. Uh, I want to see what they do with uh, uh, Rollins as a champ. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a little bit less uh, of a coward and more of a fighting champ, but um, yeah, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I basically echo uh, a lot of the sentiments that you guys echoed. Uh, I was very worried coming into the show. The bill was very poor. And uh, as I said, you know, kind of earlier in the show, I thought um, uh, story-wise, you know, before up to and including throughout the night, not as good as last year, but the in-ring this year was very was very good. I thought the in-ring this year was, on, for the most part, better than last year. Uh, a very enjoyable show. I recommend anyone out there who hasn't seen it yet definitely uh, check it out. Definitely, definitely worth watching. I am also very intrigued. Uh, by the way, they ended. I'm glad Rollins got got the Duke. Uh, it wasn't going to be Lesnar. Um, I'm glad he's staying. Also, I'm definitely definitely interested to see what they do starting tomorrow. You have a lot of possibilities with what you can do now because with Rollins with the belt, I mean, you can have him have a match with Lesnar, if he was a champion, you get a rematch. You could have him have a, a match with Reigns, because uh, Reigns was the guy who got pinned. You know, Orton got pinned on Rollins earlier in the night, so you could argue that Orton should get a shot. There's a lot of ways they can go, and I'm definitely, uh, definitely curious to see how they do go, but good WrestleMania, good time, and a uh, good podcast, guys. Um, very uh, very good show, but um, I hope you guys out there enjoyed this episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast. You can find this episode and all our past episodes at blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at IMCVigilante. Rob is at AdZanzanator. Shane is at, at ShaneWinter14. And just keep listening. Keep supporting the show. Keep calling in, guys. We got some good calls tonight, and we definitely enjoy taking your calls. But uh, on behalf of myself, my co-host, Rob, and our very special guest, number one friend of the show, Paul. Thank you for joining us tonight, Paul, and thank you to everyone out there for listening. And good night, gentlemen. Good night, Paul. Good night, Chris. Good night, guys. <laughs> 